So this February, my friend Bridget McQuillan was flying somewhere over the Pacific. Two weeks later, she was somewhere over Fiji. I swear, I am not jealous. Or just maybe a little bit. I mean, one day Bridget is pointing her camera at the Sydney Opera House. A few weeks later, she's capturing bands at South by Southwest. Recently, Bridget embarked on a reporting trip through nine cities across her home state of Nebraska. And the best part? It's all paid vacation. The hardest part about it is feeling nervous about whether or not you're taking too much. Um, and that's a little, you know, I don't think I overly abuse the policy, but I am certainly one of the people on the team who travels um, the most, because uh, I, I really like to travel. This year, Bridget has taken 19 days of vacation, and there's still quite a bit of 2015 left. Since 2012, when Bridget was hired as the first employee at Flywheel, the WordPress hosting company based in Omaha, she's felt more comfortable making use of her job's vacation policy. For one thing, as her boss Dusty Davidson attests, she gets her job done and she does it well. Among other benefits, like stock options and credit cards to pay for gear whenever needed, Flywheel's three co-founders have, from the start, offered unlimited vacation. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can you trust your employees not to take too much? Well, you've come to the right place, so let's get to it. Welcome to Humans and Resources, a podcast about people, companies, and the people who work at companies. I'm John T. Meyer. And I'm Michael Todd. Michael and I work at a little design firm in Sioux Falls, South Dakota called Lemonly. We help companies tell their story through visuals. We make infographics, videos, microsites, and micro content. Now I've been an entrepreneur for just over six years. Uh, I feel like I made a ton of mistakes and occasionally a few lucky calls as well. But I think the biggest lesson that I've learned in business is that it's all about people. People like Amy, who helped me start Lemonly back in 2011. Hi, I'm Amy Colgan, and I'm the creative director and co-founder at Lemonly. My name's Bridget McClellan, and I'm a marketing coordinator at Flywheel. Okay, so I'm Morgan, and I am a project manager and community manager here at Lemonly. And my name's Dusty Davidson. I'm the co-founder and CEO here at Flywheel. Now, any good company requires good people, but also policies and processes, the type of stuff that, frankly, most people just don't want to talk about, but they really need to. And that's what we're going to try to do here with humans and resources. That's right. We want to explore what company culture actually means. We want to dig into the traditions, the policies, and the elements that actually contribute to creating a culture. On this show, we'll look at what we do at Lemonly. We'll ask ourselves, honestly, is this working? and we'll learn from some of the best companies around the world. So in this episode, episode one, we take a look at something that every employee cares about, vacation policy. Which brings us to our first break. Whenever you hear this music, you'll know it's time for an ad. 
And if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, just email humansandresources at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the Young Entrepreneur Council, or YEC. John, you joined YEC early on, back in 2010, as one of the group's first 100 members. That's right, and today the group has more than 1,500 members. YEC has been very helpful to provide resources that got Lemonly started, but I still had one more question. So we went to the co-founder and COO, Ryan Paw to get that answer. So here's my, my burning question. As a young entrepreneur in the Young Entrepreneur Council, can you age out of the YEC? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, we have members who joined when they were 40, which is, you know, the age limit on being a YEC member. And they're now hitting, you know, 44, 45, um, and they're still active in YEC. And the, you know, the main reason is, you know, we, we hadn't thought that far ahead and we still haven't. I think, um, you know, what we've actually decided is, YEC members can stay active in the organization until they hit 50. So there'll be no like old entrepreneur council spinoff. <laughs> well, we're not going to call it that, but it will it'll <laughs> certainly be um, an alumni network of some sort. That's YEC, helping entrepreneurs stay connected, informed, and young. Learn more at yec.co. Now back to the show. Unlimited vacation has become somewhat more common as companies like Netflix, Groupon, Evernote, and the Virgin Group have offered their employees unmetered vacation days. But less than 5% of companies have instated such policies. As a 17-person design firm here in South Dakota, at Lemonly, we're probably more progressive than the average Midwestern company. Right now, we offer 15 days of vacation a year, 8 holidays, 2 sick days, which adds up to about 25 days off at the max. We're not strictly 8 to 5. As long as you get your hours in, we don't mind whether you come in at 7 or 9 a.m. And we don't mind entertaining the thought of unlimited vacation, which we're going to explore right here out in the open transparently on the episode of Humans and Resources. Like many companies, Lemonly started without a vacation policy. And even after we began operating off of our first policy, the structure wasn't immediately clear. People didn't know how it worked. To see how employees remember those days, we talked with Morgan Houck, a longtime project manager and community manager here at Lemonly. She started back as an intern in 2012 and has been working full-time ever since. So when you started, what was our vacation policy? I don't remember. I don't know. If, I mean, I, we might have had one, but I was an intern, so I had no sure. idea. And when you went full-time? Uh... You just had time off, and I think you just had to tell somebody, but we, I didn't know who, and <laughs> I didn't know how far in advance. Perfect. That's good. <laughs> Which is true. Uh, so, are you, do you, this is probably a good question for me to know. Do you know what it is now? Uh, it used to be a day a month, and now I think it's 15 a year. Yep, that's right. Yes. <laughs> it would have been my fault if you didn't have the answer. It's kind of a good thing we've grown up since then. Agreed, Michael. Uh, our HR at Lemonly is at least semi-structured or better than it used to be. A lot of that thanks to our office manager, Alyssa McDowell. We have a regimented approach to requesting and tracking vacation days, and employees know the process to follow. Sure, and of course that structure comes from the top, you and our other co-founder, Amy. Um, 
It's been interesting in my first year here as a developer at Lemonly. I've noticed some of the leadership traits between you two are different in some respects. Um, one being that Amy is maybe a little more conservative with her business management than you. Yeah, I definitely think that's a fair statement, um, which I think is a little bit ironic because as creative director, uh, Amy's using the creative side of her brain and probably thinking a little bit more abstract. And as CEO, I'm in charge of operations using more the logical, practical side of my brain. But when it comes to maybe more risk-taking or, or thinking outside of the box in terms of management, um, creatively, Amy absolutely does that. But as far as management, I think we're a little bit reversed. Sure. Could you talk about how that kind of helps Lemonly, those two perspectives? Yeah, I think with any company, when it talk about um, the founder relationship and the different skills the founders bring, I think you have to make sure that uh, you have a balance of, of skill sets and mindsets, um, that each person brings something different to the table. Um, so I think for us, they're not conflicting ideas where we're butting heads, but, but opposite viewpoints. So when we come together to discuss, we often together work out the best solution. Yeah, I, I find it interesting, John, in my experience here. Sometimes you pitch big ideas, something like, you know, changing the mission statement, yeah. small things <laughs> for the first time in front of the whole company rather than maybe talking to Amy first. Sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely put her on the spot, and I like, I like to see her reaction, and sometimes I think maybe I can get some peer pressure. <laughs> I like it. And, for example, uh, we talked to Amy for this podcast, and... Uh, you talked to her about unlimited vacation for the first time on record. So let's play that right here. Having never had this conversation with you before as a co-founder, would you entertain the idea of unlimited vacation? I would, but I'd also probably want to know what people's plans are, you know, like for the year, if they're planning on taking like a month-long trip. Obviously, one thing would have to be negotiated would be like you know, what your salary would look like for that amount of time, and then we'd be able to plan in advance um, what we would have to do is in terms of like scoping our workload and things like yeah. that and making sure that not everybody's taking a huge vacation all at the same time. Yeah, I really liked what Amy said there in the interview. John, could you kind of talk about what Amy means by scoping the workload? Yeah, great question. So, you know, with 17 employees, we have designers, we have developers, we have project managers. And each title, each person has a little bit different role in terms of how we do our projects at Lemonly. They all come in at different points in the project and their time required for that project is, is different in terms of length. So we need to know, do we have four animated videos in our queue right now? Or do we have six interactive infographics that you need to code? Or do we have nine static infographics that require all of our visual designers? So I think what Amy's concern is there is, do we know how long you're going to take a vacation and, and when is it coming as opposed to kind of surprising the team so that we don't have the right people at the right time? Yeah, and I kind of make the inference that being a data visualization company, perhaps we're a little bit more precise with those numbers than others. Yeah, absolutely. I think we... We manage our metrics, and not only do we manage them, we like to visualize them, which is exactly what we do. Yeah, as for me, I've found that my vacation days are ample for what I need. Our policy seems to allow for about one week-long trip a year with the various days off here and there for weddings and such. Which is something we asked Amy as well, is does our vacation policy work for you? Here's what she said. 
I mean, as somebody who never takes vacation, I think it's a lot of days. Yeah. Uh, and I think compared to other, you know, companies in the region, I think it's completely on par and even probably a little bit better than some places. Um, especially since we are a flexible company. So if somebody did say, you know what, like, there's this big event, I, I need, I'm taking three weeks vacation, that's not off the table, saying they only have maybe like seven stored up. Um, I think Lovingly as a company is willing to work with people because we want you to be able to do things and travel and enjoy life. But we just, we encourage that kind of like open communication that says, let us know, like don't tell us, you know, three weeks out that you want to take this huge trip, like let's plan for it and we can always like be accommodating. There's that ad music again. We'll be back to the show in just a bit. Today's episode of Humans and Resources is also brought to you by Aid for the Day, a productivity notebook that helps you focus on what matters. So I invented the Eight for the Day concept a few years ago, and this morning did Eight for the Day for the 732nd time. I sat down with our operations manager who really makes Eight for the Day possible. Here's Tess. I would say it's just helped me with those mundane tasks that I put off and put off, if I keep writing them down every single day, I eventually am going to cross that box off just so that I don't have to do it again. Where are the most obscure places that you've shipped an eight for the day notebook to? New Zealand, Canada, and the Netherlands have been the furthest. Yeah, Canada's pretty obscure. (laughs) (laughs) That is eight for the day, making people more productive one day at a time. Visit 8fortheday.com. That's the number, 8 for the day. Now, one concern with unlimited vacation, obviously, is the possibility for animosity among employees. Those who take less might be jealous of those who take more. So we asked Morgan, our project manager and community manager, how she might feel if unlimited vacation was instated at Lemonly. But you look across and someone hasn't been there for a couple weeks. How does that make you feel? I hope they come back. <laughs> that would be rough. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like you can't abuse it. And as you can see with unlimited vacation, you end up with a lot of gray area. But Lemonly already deals with that when working against a fixed vacation policy. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing we're trying to explore here with humans and resources. The, maybe the more something becomes black and white, the more challenging it becomes. So at Lemonly, we have a policy, and it's in the book, and it's black and white. But we probably treat it a little bit more gray. If you have a two-hour doctor's appointment, you know, we don't want you to take a half day of PTO. Just go to your appointment. Uh, and you can make it up throughout the week. There's certainly loopholes uh, that we are comfortable with, but those same loopholes can become dangerous the bigger you get. Exactly, which brings us back to Flywheel. So you remember Dusty, who I mentioned at the beginning of this episode? Well, he and his co-founders, Tony Knocker and Rick Knudsen, are considering how the company's HR policies will adapt as it grows. To talk specifically about unlimited vacation, I met Bridget and Dusty at their office in downtown Omaha. The night before our interview, Flywheel hosted its inaugural open house, which had carried on into the night. Dusty and Bridget were very kind to meet me the next morning. I'm at 100%. I don't know what anybody's talking about. (laughs) To start our interview, I asked Dusty how Flywheel makes its vacation policy work. 
He says it all starts with hiring trustworthy people. At a really high level, we think about uh, how do we hire um, like responsible people, um, you know, that are the best at what they do, and sort of give them the freedom to uh, and the autonomy to do the work that they need to do. That's something that I really, um, I really appreciate, and it's a big reason why I value working here, um, because I know that they value me and um, and trust me to do good work, which is also a level of responsibility that I feel I need to live up to also. So I think more than just, you know, vacation policy or benefits or whatever, it's just having that they trust their employees and that is reflected in how they hire. As marketing coordinator, Bridget runs Flywheel's Facebook and Twitter accounts. When she plans a vacation, she requests time off through Bamboo HR, a human resources software that tracks paid time off. She says there aren't any guidelines about how early she needs to submit her request, and Flywheel's office culture manager, Caitlin Guzman, approves everything automatically. But when she does get ready to travel, like other Flywheel employees, she begins to cover for the day she'll miss. Before I ever leave, it's, also, it's always kind of making it look like I haven't even left and everything still runs more or less smoothly. So. Yeah, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest things um, are, are not unlike, you know, um, I think uh, more mainstream uh, vacation policies uh, around just like um, letting the proper people know, um, which for us includes um, um, your your manager and team, and then the team as a whole. And so we have a shared calendar where um, we uh, where, where people can uh, uh, sort of make it known that, that that's available. And and really, you know, um, as with I think most companies, like you know, there's an asterisk next to the. Uh, you know, unlimited vacation policy in so, in so much as, um, you know, if there's, uh, uh, it does require, uh, you know, approval um, by your managers um, or myself or wh whomever. And although Bridget admits she is one of the most travel-loving employees at Flywheel, Dusty sees her vacations as time well-deserved. Over the last two years, almost, Bridget's been here, um, the, uh, I think that the the voice of flywheel is like driven by by bridget and i think that we have given her the autonomy to sort of define what that voice is and the freedom to sort of like uh tweet at somebody about bringing guacamole to our um to our party uh, last night which actually happened in an environment where everybody is a high performer like where where the where the where the individual performance of 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 someone um is impressive. Uh, I don't think people really look at it and are like, "Wow, like she took too much vacation." I think it's more like, "Wow, she deserves the time that she's taking because the work that she's doing speaks for itself." To ensure a level playing field, not unlike a set number of vacation days, Dusty says his philosophy is that every employee is granted the same privilege as long as they do their job. The level playing field is like, do your job. Um, and get your work done, uh, and take the time that you need. And um, and I think that uh, if if there's an issue with regards to one employee um, uh, upset about the you know the time that someone else is um, uh, taking, my my response to that would be um, focus on doing your own work and whether or not the other person is taking too much time or too little time or getting their work done or not getting their work done is for their manager and for, for management to decide and, and not you.
Dusty makes some great points there, and I think that there's a lot of value in people taking time away from work to recharge. At the end of the day, in management, we just want the best employees doing their best work. And if that means you need to take time away from work, then then you need to do that. This past winter, my wife and I went to South America for two weeks. We worked one week remotely in Chile and Santiago and just took one week off of vacation, unplugged in Mendoza, Argentina. I think it's important as CEOs, uh, I know Dusty goes to France every summer with his family to set that example. So you show the value of vacation from top down and not create a culture of workaholics just grinding it, grinding it 24-7. I think that there's extreme value in people taking time to recharge and um, and to take time a- a- away from work. You know, I think in a world where you hate your job, you're like more likely to like take vacation um, because you want to like be away from it. Um, um, so. Here, you know, I think, uh, you know, how we encourage that is important, but it's it's critical that that people take time away from here uh, to recharge. And I think there's the economic benefit. All in all, Dusty says ensuring employee freedom at Flywheel is a priority, and it's only going to get more difficult as the company matures and adds new team members. Companies that start with, you know, five people and are very cool sort of like end up very sort of rigid and stuffy at 200 people. Um, and that's just because at the top they don't prioritize these things um, because they're hard, because they are focused on other things. And, and again, we, we look at it and say, Let's assume for the sake of argument that we have to do it, um, that, that this, is a, this is something that we have to do. Um, and yes, it's hard, uh, but, but, and as we grow, it gets harder, but we do lots of hard things. We solve hard problems in engineering. Support at scale is really hard. Marketing well is really hard. I don't want to wake up. We're 21 people now, and I, I, I absolutely love what you know, the, the people that are here and what we, what we do and the culture and the vibe. And I don't want to wake up when we're 100 people and, um, and like hate going to work. And how do we, how do we ensure that, that at 100 people or at 200 people um, that we maintain um, the, the same sense of freedom, the same sense of responsibility, the same sense of velocity um, is, uh, is something that we're, we're deeply committed to. Um, sort of at every at every level of the organization. So we know that vacation is essential for employees to get time away to recharge. We've also learned that it needs to be modeled by management from the top down. And although vacation policies can be a little bit gray and can evolve, they need to be stated so that everybody in the organization knows what they are. So now that we've heard from Flywheel and have talked to a couple other companies, John, I'm just curious, why do you think our vacation policy works? That's a great question, Mike. I think, uh, you know, we've gone from no policy to a policy and then this year expanded the policy to even more vacation in just uh, in four quick years as a company. So I think he, we've proven that the policy is going to evolve and, and already has evolved. But until employees maybe express a concern or, or leave to go to another company because of vacation, it feels like it's working. And I guess they, they say, if, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. So that's episode one of Humans and Resources about vacation policy. We hope you enjoyed this one and make sure you tune in next episode 
when we tackle another HR issue, remote work. So what do you think you gain from working remotely? Like, what are the pros? I'm allowed to be, like, really honest, right? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, working my PJs, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> because if not, I take forever to figure out what to wear in the morning, <laughs> so it saves me a lot of time because I, I basically, once I get up and have breakfast, I'm, like, good to go. Like, I like that I have my own space and set up, and I also like sitting a certain way yeah. on my chair. So, like, if I were to be in office, I always have to, like, you know, sit in normal position. I know these sounds... Wait, explain that. How do you sit? Like, I always have my feet up on my like chair. Like, underneath you, or...? Yeah, I, and sometimes I, like, sit on my chair, like, cross-legged. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and you have, like, a, a normal chair with, like, arms? Yeah, yeah. Like so, and, and I know, like... Wheels spin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> like sitting <laughs> You just heard from Cheryl Lowe, a designer at Lemonly in that last bit. We look forward to the next episode of Humans and Resources, and we welcome your stories. Has your company enjoyed success thanks to remote work, or have you transitioned away from it? Email humansandresources at gmail.com and let us know. Thanks to Flywheel and our Lemonly interviews, Amy and Morgan. Music today by Corey Gerlach, representing Sioux Falls, and yours truly. Thank you for listening. Until next time, do good work.